Hi guys, welcome to the Never Fully Heard podcast. Thank you for coming on. Oh wow, what, what a title for a podcast, Never Fully Heard. That is a good Heard. title. That's a really good title. <laughs> Something that made me, uh, make me blush. <laughs> um, <laughs> where I want to, to start, I guess, is what is the Awakened Man project and why did you uh, both start it? Pete, you lead on this one because you actually were the, you're the germinator. You know, he, he, the germination phase of the Awakened Man was largely due to Pete. So do you want to shoot on this one, brother? Yeah. Um, okay. I, I always say this. I'm like, let me give you like the three minute backstory. 20 minutes later, I'm still talking. So <laughs> let me, let me, let me uh, cut that down. And I'll give you the, the, the really um, easy, quick backstory on um, how the Awakened Man project started um, and, and why it started. So um, my, my really quick story is that I was in corporate for um, nearly 13, 14 years. I then went and started my own business. Uh, so for seven, seven years, I, I built my own company. Um, during that time of building my own company, and, and actually when I was in corporate as well, I was obsessed with my own personal growth and personal development. And especially when I took the entrepreneurial jump, um, I was even more obsessed with it because I was opened up into this world where like, it was quite normal to to want to grow um, as a business owner. So um, I spent a long time doing business programs and business courses and employing mentors and coaches and consultants to be a better businessman. Um, and I learned loads. I, my my skill sets increased tenfold. Um, our business started doing really, really well. Um, how many years in? Probably, probably three years into the business, I stumbled across a guy called Yazine, um, who a uh, very successful businessman, but was also achieving great things out of outside of business. Right? And I pestered and pestered and pestered him to mentor me, and he finally agreed. Um, and then, and we started the the mentoring journey, and he came into my business and really helped us grow. But he also helped me grow personally as a man. Um, and and something that he drilled into me really really early on is that like my business and my relationships uh, and my life outside of business would only ever grow as much as i was willing to grow personally as a man right um and it took me a while to grasp that because i'm like no i'll just go and do the next marketing course i'll and i'll just go and earn more money and then that money will just fix all my other problems um but uh, probably five five years in, five and a half years into me owning my own business. Um, on the outside, um, lots of success. On on the, on the inside, for me, I felt like shit. Um, wasn't in a good place, uh, you know. And and I was and all I was really doing was just suppressing it. I wasn't telling many people about it. I was just pushing it down, batting it off, and just going to buy the next thing or doing or just growing the business a little bit more to go and fix those problems. Um, and so like, this is where this started to, as Ben say, germinate. Um, and, um, and this like, like the, a program around helping men started to form because I needed the help. Right. Um, and it wasn't just in my business. It was like in my relationships, I was absolutely neglecting them with my, with my friends and, and my partner. And I wanted to have children. Um, and, but deep inside, I didn't feel good. I felt really dark and there were some really, really dark moments in my life, but no one knew. Right. Um, I, like I, 
and actually like I wasn't I wasn't broken right I wasn't I didn't need fixing what I really needed was growth um and what I really needed was other guys to help me grow um and so very accidentally we'd um Yazine um Yazine saw this it was like I'm going to set up a group for men because because Pete there are other guys like you um that that he was coaching and that he was mentoring other business owners and so we set up this group called the Awaken Man for just guys like us to get in to go inside and talk about some of the things that we don't talk about because we're business owners and we're guys and we're alphas and we got you know we're happy to carry this all on our shoulders um and the more we were having these open conversations uh the better our lives started to get and um and then this group just grew bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger um ben came into our lives um ben um then decided to join us at the awakened man and before we know it we had a business and then we had guys coming to see us um and be part of it right and so that is how the awakened man started amazing amazing love the story i always love when businesses are started off like from a problem that someone has in their life and then the, the business is a passion project because you can just tell when the energy that someone puts into a business when it's based off something that's happened to them in their life and the need for them is just it's just so much more powerful than someone doing it for a quick buck um yeah, absolutely and it's something that ben talks about a lot we're in the trenches like we we're not exonerated from any of this work we never are there is there's always work to be done there's always growth to be had um we're absolutely in the trenches we don't we don't sit on our high horses and say you guys need to be doing this this and that and we're not doing it because we are why do you think men are crying out for more spaces like this ben you take this one i can share on this yeah, yeah um i on the outside same as pete had the great life the i had a, the film reel you know insta reel relationship that i portrayed to the outside world and then it all came crashing down for me, um, late thirties. And I, I really just went to find somewhere where I could get help. I didn't want a counselor. I didn't want a therapist at the time. It's like, I just need to find something where I can just let off some steam. And like one day I was in the shower, I had my head banging, like a headache, I had the head against the glass and I'm like, this can't continue. And a really good friend of mine reached out to me, said, come on my retreat. And I, I, I went on a men's retreat and I, I loved it. I didn't resonate with it straight away. It was guys hugging each other, speaking, talking about some really dark stuff. And I was like, holy shit, you know, this is like, but I knew that I needed that space, but it wasn't there. The guys in this spa that space particular weren't my guys. Like they were great guys, but they weren't my guys. But, and then I went to a, a number of men's sessions and the same wasn't my kind of group of guys i love money i love success i love uh talking about growth and a lot of the men that i found in these spaces were anti-establishment loved yoga you know lots and lots of trauma and there was no judgment but i was like no i want to i want to use this work to, to fuel my growth and what what i realized is that if i was experiencing it there's no doubt that other men was were experiencing the same thing and I just saw, even in my own friendship group, wanting a level of conversation that we just weren't having or willing to have. And when I started to peel back in the industry, I was in the fitness industry, 
that other guys were going through the same thing. I was like, oh, there's a, there is a real need for this. And so what, what I'm starting to see that, that there is this, there's a shift towards men actually having a desire to be more conscious with their emotions, but they just do not even know the path. And my grounding in personal transformation meant I was primed to do this work with the men on the, on the course. And like, so like Pete's mentioned there, we're not exonerated. I actually think <laughs> for us, it's like for us to leading and uh, being part of the group, it's even more pressure to to do the work and show that we're in the trenches because I think uh, there's this nice, you know, this nice feeling that we we create the safety by by being courageous and and that's what we've noticed in the Pete's got a great saying courage is contagious when they see us stepping up and having impossible goals sharing our dark shit with our customers you know and the, we we share openly and then and it's like oh if they're willing to share it and we're their customers i can share my dark and my, the things that i struggle with and that what happens is and, and it's strange it's really strange observation we don't do like loads and loads of business uh, structure like instruction we do a, a great deal we do more than most people at the same time i believe that the greatest shift in a lot of the men who come and join us comes from the fact that they let off this almost this burden this weight that they've been carrying for so long mm. like some guys walk in and, and, and start speaking in our groups and like i didn't know men talk like this i didn't know this this actually ha- was a discussion that men would be having and yeah. they and it and all of a sudden, they go and make more sales. They're connecting with their wife. They're more present with their kids. And it's just, it seems really simple, but there isn't these spaces available online, I don't feel. Yeah, it's so powerful. And it makes me think how many men are just trapped in their heads, having this like pressure valve just creeping up. There was a quote from, um, I remember it was on Joe Rogan. It was like, he was quoting someone else. But it was like, most men live lives of quiet desperation. And I think there's just hardly any spaces where people have to go to, let out this and I thought the episode you guys did on um safe spaces for for men was a really interesting one and it's one I've been trying to figure out how I word it because I don't want some men to get put off by the word safe space because it sounds um I don't know how it sounds but I can imagine some men getting put off by it but how I guess how would you describe a safe space for men and how have you created it Uh, I wholeheartedly agree (laughs) <laughs> right they're like my my perception especially the word even the word men's work mm. like my perception of that a couple of years ago was a load of guys in the woods hugging each other singing you, you know singing around a campfire and dancing mm. um and it's not i mean that there, there, there are those spaces and you know what they're great you know um but but actually like we're, we're, we're a bunch of normal guys um, uh, who are, like Ben said earlier, lo- love our business, love our families, lo- um, constantly want to grow, um, and actually just surrounding yourself with more people like us, magic happens. This is the, like, this is the thing. Me and you, Nick, go for um, a drink down the pub, um, just the two of us it's highly likely that we'll be very much in our heads. When you, when you, when you get um, me and you, Nick and Ben, and then 30 other guys that are on very similar wavelengths in the way we think um, like together, 
the conversation really, really raises. Um, and you're not so much in your head, but you get you really get to listen to how other guys are leading their lives and, and what's going on. And, and you realize that, you know, we all take a shit um, and, and we all go through similar pains. Um, and it's and it's very, very powerful when you've got a group of guys that are, are going to go through the challenges with you and they're going to push you as well, right? are going to push you into the next level of growth. So that that's where this like the, the safe space actually comes from guys helping each other to grow. Yeah, so powerful. And one of the things I, I enjoy about the podcast is like one that feeling of like wanting to play full out, wanting to to go for it. But I think one thing that just holds a lot of people, this is something that's been holding me back recently, just because I haven't got like my time management. I haven't got, I think one of the the archetypes you put in the podcast was like sadist and um, warrior archetypes. And I think those two energies are almost like playing between each other for me at the moment. I've got the personal development knowledge that I know what I should be doing, but the like almost like the sadist in me is keeping, like, I just keep myself busy like I work long hours, but some of the feedback was that I'd spread myself too thin across too many projects. And that like what the quote was, if you're doing um, over and above amount of hours, you should be getting over and above results. And it hurt to hear that I wasn't getting those because they were spread too thin. But in my head, I was like, I'm working all these hours. I'm doing all this. And like, I'm being that like warrior type. But um, I guess how does, how does some of these like, being too busy, overworking, feeling like you've got to be that guy. How does that actually stop people from playing full out? Um, I think what what happens is that that they're not effective. Guys aren't effective because they are so go go go, and they believe that they've got this level of success by working hard. They can't, it's like, I've created this through working hard. What happens if I was more effective? What happens if I did put in breaks and sleep well and mm-hmm. didn't get shit-faced and do three lines of cocaine on the weekend? Like, I'm doing well, feeling like this. Well, if I dropped all of that, what would happen? Uh, would I enjoy my, my life as much? So actually what happens is they're not achieving their potential. They're numbing because they feel as they do. They're like, I've got this idea of my potential. I'm not hitting it, so I'm going to numb. So what's actually really going on is they're nowhere near busy and like they're nowhere near uh, at capacity, but they feel busy. They feel stimulated. Mm-hmm. So, so actually sometimes they're pacifying themselves with work, feeling busy, doing stuff that just doesn't move the needle. And what having a, a, a really, really grounded group of people around you, you can see someone who is doing multiple hundred thousand in their business they maybe have a team of 15 or there's someone else that they can watch and model now most men don't grow up now because of divorce rates like there's a huge you know majority of of men who don't grow up with a great role model in the house a great father who role models this so they've got to try and find it from somewhere and they watch things on the internet. They hear people like Grant Cardone saying crush it and Gary Vee saying work all the time. So they become workaholics. But behind that, they haven't spent time prioritizing the thing that they're working for, which is a life. And what what I've noticed, and like especially working with your scenes, you know, working with Pete, having open discussions about how we're 
creating the business to support our lifestyle instead of the other way around. Um, it's um, it, what, what you just, I think what happens is this kind of osmosis. Men see men doing it that way. They're like, oh, maybe I don't need to work all the time and maybe I don't need to be always busy. Mm-hmm. And like even Pete shared on the podcast the other day, he's like, I had 20 minutes where he went and just, was it when he was being in his garden, just literally enjoying the moment. And I was like, hang a second, did that the other day. Uh, took about 10 minutes off and just sat in the garden and listened to the birds, came back in, I was super creative. So it's starting to, instead of just understanding these things intellectually, it's embodying them. And I think that's where the shift comes as well. Yeah, because as you were saying that, I was just thinking, I'm definitely doing some of the behaviours, which just, and I've seen some of my friends do it. It's like, almost like glorifying not taking a lunch break, like working, working until late, working until I'm the last one in the office. And it, like, if I really reflect on, is that work moving the needle? And almost trying to force myself to do the, yeah, I, I think it's the 80-20 principle, right? Doing the, the work that's going to move the needle and not just trying to be busy. But it's the word, the word pacify, I think, I know for a lot of my friends, when they get into tough mental states that, their route one is just to pacify themselves with overworking and it's such an interesting reaction but i'm sure you guys have seen that with so many different men on the project yeah like we ironically we talked about this um a couple of days ago on our latest podcast um i was that guy i'd pride myself on how hard i worked and like no one could outwork me i'm the hardest man in the room well it's just like a no one cares. <laughs> no one cares, right? Uh, Took me a while to learn that. Um, and 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 actually, and and B, I'm absolutely. Yeah, I can maybe I can work um, sixteen. Sorry, maybe I can work sixteen hour days, right? But am I achieving much in those sixteen hour days? Just because I'm just because I'm working hard doesn't mean I'm achieving a lot. And that's where, like what Ben alluded to earlier, being effective with your time, that's where it gets really sexy. You know, when you start thinking about the 80-20 and then the 80-20 of the 80-20 and then the 80-20 of that 80-20 because then it and then it becomes really, really, that's like, that's like a power rule, right? We're talking about mental models. That that's That's the mental model of the mental model when you start going not just that, that 80, 20 of that, but to go really, really deep into that, we get really great with leverage. And then your four hours become someone else's or your old, so not someone else's, like your old 16 hours becomes four hours of yours because you learn how to be effective with your time. So, yeah. but sometimes you just like, it's, you don't get to think about that until you go through all the experience and then you might be lucky enough to figure it out or you'd be around a group of guys that are doing that. And then you go, hang on a minute. How is he, how is he getting that output with his time? How is he like putting in one, one unit of input and he's getting a thousand levels of output. Okay. I want to learn about that. Right. And that's the power of being around other guys that are going through, through serious growth is because you get to see that. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. So I'm thinking my group of friends that, it's not that they, they don't care. They're just not on the same path as me or don't have the same mindset. And when we meet up, it's just, we do chat about work a bit, but it's not about the actual ins and outs of like, how are you actually going about this like, and executing it? Because that's just not their headspace. 
And then I'm not going to chat to my like colleagues that much about it because they're not going to, they just wouldn't care or wouldn't resonate with them. But getting feedback from my, my boss was a kind of like a mirror up to myself, but it's like, how much time have I wasted in life not being effective or not having that? And if I'd been around a group of guys who were also going after it in that same way, that's just going to be so powerful for people to experience that. Every, every level of your life increases tenfold. Mm. And, it, and it keeps increasing. I think what, what um, we're actually delivering a training on this today is like my, why men need impossible goals for psychological wellness. And it's like what, what um, I really got from just spending time with your scene and he kept on banging on about this. I was like, what's your impossible goal, Ben? Like, what's, you know, what do you really want? And he, he asked me again and again and again and again. And it's having someone who's that persistent ask you that. It's really frustrating when you don't know. And then when you actually start to say, hang on a second, I want to do this thing that's so far beyond my current capability, I need to be somebody totally different to achieve it, or I need to at least envelop the parts of me I've been holding back on then you have to play big like we've got a men's event in in January we're, we're literally getting you know high performing men around each other who want to really connect and and start to do the, this this work and we've never done an event of that size before and I'm literally seeing that the actually only obstacles for that being full are internal like me showing up sharing being optimal mm. so going back to your point before Nick you don't get time to, you know, mess about when you've got an impossible goal. You have to, you and especially when it's out there in public and it's got, you know, one of the guys is flying over from Mexico to be at the event. So I, I can't, I haven't got time to mess about. I can't be suboptimal because of the pressure. And that pressure has forced me to change. And, and I feel the change is happening in how I'm seeing myself showing up. And I have to be more persistent. I've got no choice. And I like that. I like that pressure. and. I think that's what we do with guys really, really well is we help them say, well, what's your impossible goal? What are you committing to? Not just committing to, but really committing to like making it, getting really, really mm -hmm. persistent and uh, granular about and going after. And honestly, watching men do like even annual incomes in 30, in, in 90 days, like let's make your annual income, your quarterly income. Let's, and I've seen guys go from annual income so their quarterly income, then they've gone and done it in 30 days because they've just seen what's possible. Love yeah, it. and it's just, you know, again, it's just holding the space for them to see the level at which they can play at. And yeah, that's that's something that blew me away. Like, you know, we're we're new to this. Like not, you know, I've been a coach for, gosh, a, lot, a long time, <laughs> 13, 14 years. Um, I was like, oh gosh. Um, but I coached in health first, but now watching the same thing create the success arc in people's businesses and their in their parenting. It's very, very gratifying. And it's also amazing to watch these men who are so capable. They're like they're naturally A players anyway, but they they've got some bullshit stories holding them back. They've got some, you know, really shitty beliefs and they break through them. And you just watch this inflection point in their success and it's like holy shit, you know, <laughs> uh, and that, that's amazing. Like that, that, every day we get to see that and it's amazing. Yeah, I, I really hope that any guy listening really looks to find their tribe, whether it's through your project or through another tribe to really just find that group of people that are on your wavelength and just attacking it because the, the energy you get from 
actually like thinking, right, what's my impossible goal, right? How am I actually going to go after it? And thinking through the person you'd have to become to achieve that. It's like intoxicating compared to like normal life and normal small talk, like how's the weather? What are you up to at the weekend? Like all nice conversations. But when you get into the room with people who really like want to attack it, that energy is just amazing. Um, wh- where does the dark side come into all of this? <laughs> oh, what a question, Nick. Um, okay. C- can I start answering this, Pete? And you can share after as well with your experience. Um, so, um, okay. So, uh, the dark side is like the part of you which we we've um, been taught by a guy called um Barry Michaels is latent potential it's the part of us that we hold down push you know push back keep in the shadow that is actually some of our greatest strengths like um actually both me and Pete are very intense guys um don't know if you noticed me <laughs> we we love very intense right part of that it, in, was in my shadow it was like oh i don't want to show up as intense in front of other people because i might not be loved i might not belong or might might be rejected so i'd hold back on that and i'd be less intense and actually it's a really really great quality for me because it helps me push into the things i really really want now what we what we do is that inherently if things that are part of us that we don't want the world to see we we expend energy pushing them like obviously you can see the video i'm pushing down almost like a beach ball floating on the water all the stuff on the top we like people to see is like look at me i'm happy i'm um pragmatic i'm successful the dark part of the beach ball is on the bottom and we're expending energy keeping it below the surface but inevitably business breakdown divorce psychological struggle people passing away happens in life and we can't mm-hmm. give that same energy to, to holding ourselves back the beach ball pops up, everyone sees, we have this thing like a midlife crisis or a, you know, we've seen it so many times in the people ahead of us and there's a great deal of shame that comes about that. So what we do is help men start to see that that dark part is equally responsible for their success as the light. So all of the things like your biggest trauma and your biggest things in life, the biggest um negative things quote unquote negative things that have happened are equally responsible for your success as all of the things that you say oh, i'm pragmatic i'm positive i'm happy i'm go-getter that's just 50 percent of the the reason and then once men acknowledge that they're like oh my gosh maybe i can show that part of me a little bit more um and that's what generally happens when people start to to really dig into the dark nice yeah I th- my, my little take little take on that um, and from my own experience, right? So I'm only talking about what happened to me, and um, maybe some other guys can relate to this. Is that um, my uh, darker side, which now you know, now it's got that name, um, I would suppress. But what would really happen is that I would still portray that onto the people that I loved um, subconsciously. Right. So um, you know my anger might come out or my or passive aggressiveness might come out and thing things um may come out onto the the people that I love the most um or or just you know even through my my work and through my business um and actually that um was holding me back you know we we use something uh called shadow work we use a tool called shadow work um to help us to check that out 
to see what's going on on underneath there like what's going on in in the head it like it's mega mega powerful to be able to um unpack and then understand our emotions and our roadblocks and our behaviors imagine that right imagine you being able to understand what's going on um and then that's a fantastic tool for you because okay well great now now i can unlock all this potential that i've got going on that i suppressed that i pushed down really understand that it just leads to growth so um that that's my experience with that when i began to understand it is where i began to grow that little bit more and what's the first step for someone wanting to understand more of their their own dark side or their, their shadow um find a professional who can help you safely guide through it um it's it's something that i would invite somebody to seek um professional support like a psychotherapist or a a, gr- a group of men who have got a a lead in some level of psychotherapeutic training and there's lots of them about you know we're lucky we've got Yasin who's a you know he's um, got a PhD in in psychology and he's he's literally and and then any anything that wades outside of our remit of of expertise and knowledge we just we refer people say hey listen you know what would be a really good idea for you to do is get a psychotherapist along through this journey Mm. Um, so I, I believe like, even when we did shadow work, it's not me and Pete doing it. We got one of the best people in the world to come in who works with Hollywood screenwriters. Um, the who's who of Hollywood came and did, um, literally like Jeff Bezos is therapists, uh, partner. So like there's a, there's a documentary coming out about him called Stutz in, uh, in November and we got his business partner, um, Barry. And he came and did a session with us, which started that process. So then we worked with Barry's team. And so we got world-class shadow work, uh, which, we, we, you know, we were so lucky to, to get that. It literally was not an opportunity that we'd never get before. Uh, but, yeah, going back to someone who's looking to start looking in that, go and find a, a really good group that works for you. Uh, but I think it's you definitely need someone who is, uh, professionally trained because it, it can bring up a lot of trauma it can bring up a lot mm. of uh unease and but it mm. also it can on the other side be it's like you know handling you know dangerous materials it can be super powerful but at the same time it can be destructive so yeah definitely uh definitely worthwhile going and, and searching yeah just, just thinking from my own experiences there that it it definitely need a professional um it, it for, for certain aspects of it. Because I remember I, at university, I used to have, I'm a super chilled out person now, but I, I had a real, uh, like short fuse on certain things and I like, couldn't control it. Like it, it'd always be brought up in competition. Like I'd lose or I'd felt like someone was taking advantage of me and that would just have like, it caused me to like snap and have such an angry reaction. Um, but took that through with a therapist, found like, some like inner child work found like what the the shadow was and where it was taking a grip of me and where my shortfallings was but now once I control it and if I focus it onto a certain goal or a certain thing I need to achieve when I need to find that extra bit of motivation and intensity like you can harness that energy um for your advantage um but yeah it sounds like you you're always bringing on incredible experts to the Awakened Man project um sounds amazing was that always is that is what what is the the next event of interest what are you gonna 
what are the type of things you're going to be doing on it? Well, we called it men's business, actually, uh, named by one of the men on the group. <laughs> That's the great thing about having a really talented group of men. We're like, guys, we're struggling with creation. Um, anyone got an idea what we can call the event? Like, we're going to call it the Awakened Man event. Uh, <laughs> um, it was called men's business. It's it's for men who, on the surface, have everything together, but deep down, they they know that they need to, to work on some stuff. They, they're hurting. They... They're struggling. They they know there's a next level of success for them, but it's that part of them that's holding them back. And we wanted to make it sexy instead of in the woods, beating drums, banging chests, hugging, and stuff like. That. We wanted to give give guys who are more on the, the the business spectrum looking to step into this kind of work the opportunity. So I said to Pete, "I'd love to do an event." Pete is an an incredible operator. He can like Pete. What one of Pete's master skills is? He's very good at architecting dreams and visions into actual uh, daily steps. Like this, this guy. There's nobody else I've ever met like this guy who can do that. And then we're like, right, well, it's got to be impossible. So it's in January. So we've only got like three months to do it. Um, we want to bring two hundred guys into a room and have a, an experience, not just a TED talk, an experience where they're going to go away and be different men at the end of the day. And um, Robert Glover, who is literally like the Alex Ferguson of the men's world, is flying from Mexico to support us and do the work and be part of the group. Uh, we've got Dan Meredith, who is literally a real—he's a phenomenal marketer. So there's actually some business advice and practical, pragmatic stuff that's going to come for that for men in business. But equally, it's just been around uh, a number of men who who are like you said before, Nick, uh, who want to have these conscious conversations and perform at their best and and, that, and so that's coming together uh pete did you want to share anything more on the event come yeah it's um it it's gonna be in london um it's january the 28th um full day on a saturday um on the 29th there was a vip day where you spend a day with us guys um and dr robert glover and dan meredith and we'll have another special guest um, but core day is the Saturday, so um, it's super super accessible. Um, it's not it's, there's there's no disgusting prices or anything like that. It's um, come along. You're going to get a serious amount of value. I, the big thing is that you're going to be in an environment with 200 other men that are pushing. You know that want to push the boundaries. Um, that want to grow. Um, just being there, you're gonna you're gonna meet other people, meet other guys. That alone um is you know you said earlier nick you know about your friend circle right i had you know we have those you, you, it's when you get on this path where you want to be better and become the best version of you sometimes you outgrow some of your existing friends right and 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 that's cool and 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 they're still cool to go and have a laugh with and 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 to do and to do like the, the laddish things and the boyish things with them but also to have another set where it, you're talking about growth and and stepping into your best version, that's that's also super cool, and that's that's what this this event's going to be like. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I've got a few things to say to to finish up. I think one one thing I love about you guys is how well you speak of each other, and I think it's something that more men should really uh, take on. And if your mates crushing it and someone you know is crushing it, tell them because um, those words of encouragement really do mean a lot, and it's allows people to focus in on what their superpower is. A lot of people don't get enough feedback. 
Um, so when you're like, if your mate does something really well, tell them because it could be something they need to develop and turn into a potential business or something. Um, I think what you guys are doing is really inspiring. Um, it definitely makes me want to continue to build this community, but just just smash it in business and life and start to, to really become more effective. And I think um, if more people can either become part of your project or start their own or find these communities, it's just, it just puts everyone in such a, um, a better place. So, yeah, thank you both for, for coming on. Thank you, Nick. Actually, just a little share before we go, like the celebration thing. Um, every Friday, uh, we have wins popping up in our group and men celebrating one another. Like literally, like really genuinely celebrating the success of other men. And actually, the what's actually I've noticed is the guys that learn to celebrate other people's success are the guys that have success themselves. And it's really, you know, thank you for pointing that out and I appreciate the the podcast today. Really, really grateful and a great question as well. Yeah. Cheers, Nick. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Never Fully Heard podcast. If you enjoyed it, please just share it with a friend. Um, we'd love to get this to as many people as possible. Thank you.